Well, just help me welcome Dr. Gates, please. I, uh, Barbara t- spoke some about Shriners and mentioned another group that I work with uh, called Common Ground Community. I'll tell you just a little bit more about Common Ground before I um, get into my remarks. It's a group in Cedar Grove that, um, that works with underprivileged, uh, the down and out, the poor, the poorly educated, the unemployed, the homeless, and, quotes, social misfits. So I'll be referring to both my work at Shriners and uh, my work at Common Ground Community with all the wonderful people that I work with um, as, uh, as I go through my remarks. Well, I was invited by your uh, president of the board, Su- Susan Bettinger, to accept the Ralph Waldo Emerson Award for the work that I do. And she told me that I would have to speak. <laughs> Um, I am definitely not a public speaker, um, and I really don't believe that anything that I personally do deserves an award. I asked Susan if I could think about it for a day or two, but she was not moved. (laughs) So I checked inside for that little voice uh, to let me know what I should do, and getting the message that it was all for the glory of the Lord, I accepted, and I pray that I do it justice. She told me to talk about uh, my drives and my encouragement. And uh, I really, what drives me, what is my encouragement, is um, the Jesus that I know. So I'm going to talk to you a lot about that and weave that into what I believe is the work that we all should be doing. In the Gospel of Luke, when a man asked Jesus how to gain eternal life, in Jesus' typical response of answering a question with another question, he says, how do you read it? Uh, The man answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus replied, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. He says that this response sums it all up, both the law and the prophets. And in our work, it is not I, but the Lord who works in me and my friends and co-workers. I've tried to break my uh, comments down into four components um, that I think it help explain that uh, those two laws um, that Jesus talked about. Uh, into four components. It helps me understand, and it also maybe will help me explain what we do. The four components are community, focus, service, and passion. So first, um, talk a little about community. At Shriners, um, it's, it's really a team uh, it's the patients themselves, their families, the doctors, the therapists, the nurses, 
and all the support staff that make the work possible at Shriners. In Common Ground Community, it's a bunch of crazy volunteers that work in the community of Cedar Grove, getting to know and share our lives with the people there. We treat all as neighbors. <clears throat> you're, you're probably all familiar with the parable of the Good Samaritan. And after uh, Jesus talked about the parable, he said, uh, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Thus, a neighbor is merciful. And I turn to the uh, dictionary to help me with um, definition of mercy. And there were several synonyms listed, including kindness, forgiveness, compassion, and being non-judgmental. Perhaps uh, mercy is shown best in scripture in relating to the story of the woman who was uh, caught, quotes, in the very act of adultery. In the Gospel of John, um, Jesus responds to the Pharisees when they brought her to him, asking what they should do with her, <clears throat> was that if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? None, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. One example from our work at Shriners is that medical folks sometimes look at patients and families as being, quote, non-compliant when they're not following all the instructions given by the medical care team. <clears throat> and then they give up on them. Being compassionate and understanding the situation that the family is in, perhaps having multiple children, at least one of whom, one with cerebral palsy, uh, takes an extraordinary amount of care. Uh, perhaps they're from a poor or underprivileged background, maybe a single mom with four children, including one with cerebral palsy. Helps one be able to show them love, provide them care, and reset your expectations for timing, goals, etc. I thank my wife, Diana, for helping me to learn this message. In Common Ground Community, many of the folks that we work with are alcoholic and try hard to stay dry but fail at times. We continue to love them and work with them. It's because we all recognize that we fail at times ourselves. <clears throat> so for me, medicine is more of an art than a science, though both are obviously important. And the love that we share with the patients um, is what helps them get better more than anything. The second component, that first one was community. The second is focus. I think of Shriners as a place uh, where the people are 100%. Uh,
people are 100% dedicated to the person or task right in front of us. This is true in our situation when we walk with the people uh, in Cedar Grove as well. There's a culture at Shriners. The staff are there for the Shriners. When when people come to work at Shriners, they're either already one of those 100% kind of people or they're close to it and we kind of rub off on them and they become a 100% person. Some people come to work and they don't ever really quite understand it and they tend to move on after a while. At Common Ground, we travel around town just to spend time with our outdoor friends. Sure, we may take them food or clothing or supplies, but more often than not, it's just joining with them, focusing in on them, sharing our love that touches them. At Shriners, whether it's in the operating room with total focus or in the examining room with a child and her family, It's active listening. It's being present in the moment. People feel it. People know when you demonstrate that you believe in them. One of my favorite stories from Scripture is from Luke, uh, the story of Mary and Martha. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village um, where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And going back to what she was doing, she was sitting at the Lord's feet and listening. Focus also has to do with belief, belief in another, helping the other to believe in himself. For Matthew, uh, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. Uh, This is one of the Romans that had occupied the country, asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. Centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed, for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And a couple of scriptures later, Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done as you believed it would. And a servant was healed at that very hour. Now, we don't work miracles at Shriners, but we do try to help kids become more independent. And we we try to do this not only by surgery and rehabilitation, but by helping them to believe in themselves. So I want to tell you about a young lady named Judy. Uh, Judy came to Shriners uh, not too long after I first came here. She was uh, in the summer between her junior and senior years in high school. 
which means she was close to finishing up with us because we have to let kids go when they turn 18. She had a goal. She wanted to walk across the stage uh, at graduation to be able to get her diploma. Judy, um, like many children with cerebral palsy, used to walk, but as she got larger, um, her weak muscles uh, made it so that for several years she had not been walking. Uh, And what Judy really needed was somebody to believe in her, to give her a chance. Um, Some of our uh, folks evaluated her and did not feel that she was a very good candidate uh, because it had been so many years since she had walked. But I saw a spark somewhere in Judy, and I knew she had the drive that she would be able to do it. And we believed in her, and she did walk across the stage at graduation and get her diploma. And uh, her face was beaming. The third component is service. At the Last Supper, as you know, Jesus washed the feet of all 12 disciples, even Judas, and he told them, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Our work at Shriners is more than a job. From the cooks and the laundry workers to the nurses on the inpatient unit, from the physicians to the housekeepers, the opportunity to work at Shriners is a chance to have a mission, to be of service to some very, very special people from whose hearts we all learn a great deal, both patients and parents. Not a day goes by in our service in Cedar Grove that I'm not touched by the heart or outlook of the, or the changes that we see in the people there. Common Ground helps to feed and clothe and tutor and serve the poor, the homeless, the unloved. Shriners, as Barbara said, takes all children with orthopedic needs, whether they're from our country or others, from a rich or poor background, no matter what their beliefs or race or culture. We are all the same. We are neighbors. And we share the gifts that God has given us with them as they share their gifts with us. And as Jesus said, we are blessed. The care that we give is a service. The fourth component is passion. The four ideas that I have listed are really circular. None can be separated from the others. To focus, to be in community, to serve is to have passion. Passion means to put all the heart into the effort. The opening scripture that I quoted, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself is all about passion. All your heart soul, strength, and mind. Jesus frequently showed passion. Before Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave, he wept. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, before the arrest, torture, and crucifixion, he prayed fervently. In Luke, 
it said his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Probably his best-known examples of showing passion had to do with his feelings about the Pharisees. In Matthew, speaking about the Pharisees, he tells the people, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. You probably know about the story in John 2 where he drives the money changers from the temple with a whip and overturns their tables. And his disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. And numerous times, having passionate feelings about how the Pharisees had turned the law into inhumane and an uncaring code, he called them a brood of vipers. Passion for the work at Shriners is what drives me and our team to care for the children there. Passion for our fellow wayfarers in Shreveport leads our folks at Common Ground to walk alongside them. Passion is the focus, the love, the feeling of community, the drive for service. Passion is part of compassion. I also do some research on the children with cerebral palsy, how they adapt in the community. I give them and their parents questionnaires uh, and try to understand uh, the impact on them. Forgive me if I read a short passage from a medical journal that's talking about children with cerebral palsy. Social construction theory describes how we gain knowledge and ascribe meanings through social interaction, thus gaining an understanding of where we fit in the world. The theory suggests that society views people with disabilities negatively as unattractive, incapable, and dependent. Thus, people with disabilities are ascribed low social status and can be ignored or not treated as equals. This negative societal view is reflected back to and experienced by the individual, so he or she constructs a negative personal view. Levels of social acceptance influence the frequency and enjoyment of participation for these individuals in this study and participation provided opportunities for constructing social acceptance. So one more passage I want to read to you from a young lady named Louise. She's a friend of mine. She not only graduated from our Shriners program at age 18, but now she's graduated college at Texas A&M, and she's studying to become a school psychologist so that she can help change the world for children who got a start such as what she had. This is from an essay that she wrote in college. There are times when I get tired of being the girl in the wheelchair. I get tired of dealing with people assuming that I am stupid until I prove otherwise. I get tired of being talked to as if I were a small child who does not understand unless people speak in mother ease. There are days when it annoys me that the waiter or waitress looks shocked because when they ask the person I am with what I want to drink... I answer them. Some days it bothers me that because I'm in a wheelchair, I have strangers ask me personal questions. They would probably not ask someone who was not disabled. One day, when I was particularly annoyed by the reactions people had to my CP, I wrote a poem titled, To Whom It May Concern. It reads, 
To whom it may concern, please don't pat my head. If you'd rather, I'll pat yours instead. (laughs) To whom it may concern, I'm not 12 or 2. Please remember that when I talk to you. To whom it may concern, please don't stare. I don't have a third eye rooted in my hair. (laughs) To whom it may concern, there is nothing wrong with me. I just happen to do things somewhat differently. To whom it may concern, my brains aren't in my knee. My CP affected my limbs, not my brain capacity. To whom it may concern, I don't ask you what you do when you gotta go. That really isn't something a stranger needs to know. (laughs) To whom it may concern, I don't normally bite, but if you ask me something tactless, then I might. To whom it may concern, most questions are okay. Just think of how you'd react if someone asked you that one day. I do not wish, this continues her story, not the poem. I do not wish to give the impression that all questions about a person's disability are or should be a taboo subject. I think that the only way to correct people's misconceptions about disabilities is to allow them to be curious. However, tact is important. It is part of my purpose to change the way people view the disabled or differently abled. I firmly believe that God has a plan that is too big for us to grasp and that part of that plan is for me to have cerebral palsy. Good things have happened as a result of my being in a wheelchair. Being in a wheelchair is part of what has made me who I am. I believe God has been able to use my life for a good purpose. Now, Louise is obviously an exceptionally bright young lady, but she and many others like her are denied the care that they need at some other hospitals, including some other Shriners hospitals. There are those that indicate if a child walks, they may get some help, but if not, they are turned away. Louise deserves the fair chance in life. Sorry. Now that arouses my passion. We get many children at our Shriners Hospital that are turned away elsewhere. So that's our mission, our community, our focus, our service, and our passion. On a personal note, having dedication to one's work and service sometimes means that it takes away from the time and energy and involvement with one's family. My wife and children deserve a great praise for the sacrifices they often make for my involvement. And I remind you of two of the quotations that Jesus uh, said that I read earlier, which to me say the same thing. In response to the quotation about love the Lord your God and love your neighbor, he said, do this and you will live. And he told, uh, after he had told the servants, um, after he had told the disciples when he had washed their feet to be servants, he said, do this and you will be blessed. And I think those are saying the same thing. Do this and you will live. Do this and you will be blessed. And trying to do these things to the glory of the Lord 
I feel that I truly live and that I am truly blessed. Thank you.